Schlem on the Queen's Crown, Episode 8. It's the return of the Schlem. Hi, Mark. Hello, Lee. That was a great intro. I just whipped up, wasn't it? Yeah, I like 8. That's kind of like the only arena in the country, Sinclair Building 8. <laughs> so I'm honored. I didn't even plan it like that, but Mark's episode, the first one we did, which I think was what? Week 5? It's been a while back, but... Yeah, it was 5, because... That was the second guest one I ever done. That's the most popular episode of my podcast, and like I promised, Mark will be a regular on my uh, sports podcast, talking Cincinnati and Dayton sports. And here he is, episode eight. Great to see you again, Mark. How are you doing? It was that was so much fun because I haven't done obviously any radio or anything like that since I got off the air, and so many people seem to enjoy it. Um, I've had a lot of messages, calls, texts, as you all have, and it really was a lot of fun. And the funny thing was we left so many things out, and it was still two hours. I, I know. We were talking we were talking a lot of local sports. We got a lot of things, you know, out there in an hour and 45 minutes, and still there's a lot more we didn't cover, too. Well, a lot uh, of people, and even the questions that we had sent in to both of us, a lot of people just remember the show and the, and the memories of that and wanted to laugh at that and the people and the characters, and and that was a lot of fun. But we got a lot we can get into still with football kicking off now, the Reds and, and whatever else. But before we do go, and I know you and I talked about this a minute ago, mm-hmm. I've got I've to mention our dear friend Hera Clara, who just passed away, what, last week? Clara Martin, for those of you that didn't know what her real name was. Very, very. The people that knew her know what I'm talking about. What a what an unbelievable lady she was. She is already being missed tremendously. Yeah. Um, I met her obviously through the show. She actually helped us get a dumb button put on my show. <laughs> <laughs> she um, she would call in as a lot of the people remember and just be a ball of fire. And she loved her hockey. She loved her NASCAR with Tony Stewart. Um, unfortunately, she was a Browns fan, which. You know, that's all right. It happens. But what a what a tremendous lady she was and I was very obviously sad to to learn of her passing. We had talked many, many times over the last couple of years and you know, it was just it was an honor to have her and be able to call her a friend and she like I said, she's being missed tremendously already. I miss her and I haven't talked to her since the demolition season, which would have been what, twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen, something like that? Yeah. Um, for the and, name to stick though is such a it's still i laugh every time i think about it, even in the obituary i mean Hera clara <laughs> where else would you see clara though i mean she i was can hear the, her yelling at me already <laughs> i get you <laughs> no. i i miss clara because after most of the demons and demolition game we do post-game interviews at the pub and i'd stay talk a little bit about the hockey team just Clara was one of a kind. She loved B-Man, just absolutely adored him when he danced, carried on in, in the pub. Mm-hmm. Um, she knew no no strangers. Yeah. And what a hoot she was. Absolutely hilarious. But that was one of the things that people had brought up after we did the last one, a lot of the characters that we had on that on the old show. And I always I feel bad about because I get laughing and then I forget so many of the different names because everybody had one. <laughs> and you know I I thought back about it after we did the last one and not just the characters 
from the show, you know, the commissioner, McKinney, and Biggie, and Comrade, and all the rest, the people that actually were in the station that helped put that thing together, and I mentioned Big Play Bengal, my first producer last time, but he wasn't the only board op I had, you know, Fester, and Ike B, and Andy the Browns fan, and and on and on and on, and the people like Aaron Clobber that did a lot of the promotion or did all the promotion for it, and Tony Tilford, my old boss. I mean, just the list goes on and on. The, the guest host I had, like Nate, the legal analyst, and Tony Crusoe, Timmy Williams, God, the list goes on. I mean, it was just so many people involved, and it was truly the, the city's show. Um, one thing that I always laugh at or, or strikes me is, and even on the page that I do now, you start counting the different states that are represented because we streamed the show back then and obviously with Facebook and the blog and whatever, everybody can see it. There's almost 46, I think, of the 50 states are represented, British Virgin Islands, Canada, you name it. And it just fascinates me how many different people are connected to this show, through, you know, just through sports and whatever. And it's it's such a it's an honor to be able to entertain everybody, but it's still so fascinating how many people have gotten to know each other through the page, um, have become friends through the page. Um, it is simply an incredible. It's a journey unlike any other. Just the reach of the show and how everyone felt a part of it. That was that's something I admire. Well, a lot of the people on the page now. Um, didn't have the chance to listen to the show back then either they were too young or they were you know didn't know about it the females that have joined the page and talked about it um it's it's still so fascinating how many people from all walks of life from the homeless to the to the mayor to you name it are involved in this thing and have all gotten to be somewhat friends because of it um and for people to say sports doesn't matter that drives me nuts. Yeah. Or the ones that will say, well, radio is going to die out or already has. No, it didn't. To a point, it has because you can get music anywhere you want it. You can get your whatever those iPod things are and, you know, the serious radio and all that kind of stuff. But when you get in your car, you can't, you can't get local sports talk without the radio. First thing you do, you turn it on. Yep. And it wasn't just the sports talk. It was the entertainment, the humor it was the fun. It was like a people, the people's place to go relax and have fun. It was like an oasis in the desert for people. Get away from all this stuff and go have some fun. That's where I disagree with people saying radio's dead. Yeah, to a point, but not sports talk radio. And, and I think, again, that's where a lot of the local stations have really dropped the ball and fumbled. They all think they're rock stars, and they're not. Sorry, folks, but you're not. It's about the fans. It's, it's what about the fans want. Sports. Yes. Yeah. Music, yeah, but you're not rock stars. It's just that simple. So, yeah, the, the the amount of people, the family we have and continue to grow, it is phenomenal. It is an absolute, I said, it's a journey like I've never seen before. I certainly don't know how to explain it, but it is a good time. And I will say, too, for Episode 8 and the second appearance of Mark Schlemmer, uh, we have a lot more fan interaction for this one. I kind of dropped the ball on, on the first time. Because I forgot, oh, yeah, you can ask Mark Schlemmer stuff. I was like, oops, I forgot about that. But I should mention, too, uh, go ahead and give uh, Jim, the gem on the Queen's Crown a Facebook like, a big thumbs up. You know, thumb, not the middle finger. Uh, yeah, give this guy, and, and 
the page and the station alike. I mean, this guy is the voice of the common teams that nobody else, you know, gives a lot of publicity to, the local TV, the newspaper, and so forth. These guys are out there working their butt off and doing a pretty good job trying to get, you know, sons, neighbors, whatever, a chance to be heard. Give them an opportunity. I mean, just like this play right here. Without you guys, we don't do this. People don't get to enjoy, you know, hearing about the old show or actually talking sports to a point because there sure as hell isn't any sports talk in this town anymore. And that's one of the big things I wanted to do with my podcast because Dayton Sports, you have your clusters of fans that know about some teams, but it's just, I don't know. It's just kind of... Well, sports is... is and again, people will yeah. say it's not important. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Look at Houston. And yeah. I know a lot of people are donating in this time, but look what J.J. Watt has done with the Texans. $15 million, $15 million raised, products, so forth. That football season, when when it starts this week, the Texans start. And people have seen it with UD in town when they go to the NCAA tournament. Look what it does for a city. Yeah. It brings a city together. It bonds them. It, it gives them a purpose to root, you know, be proud of their city. I can look at Pittsburgh and the Steelers. They were horrible back in the late 60s. Look what they did in the 70s, and it turned the city into a pretty booming metropolis all of a sudden. So for people that say sports doesn't matter, it's not important, no, you are very, very off target with that one. And I get there's people that don't like sports out there, but I don't fully think that there's going to be listening to this podcast. But at the same time, sports bring people together. I mean, for good or for bad. And also, the last time I checked, JJ or yeah, JJ Watt, mm-hmm. uh, twenty million dollars. Uh, I mean, that's just an incredible, you know. And again, there's companies and and so forth donating, but here's a sports team that will bond that city. Yeah, you know, New Orleans went through it with Katrina. You saw that. So, yeah, again, the people in town, the radio heads that that don't seem to get that. Um, you're really missing out and, and really cheating the listeners and fans. Um, one of the questions that I got, and I get a lot, is will you ever go back on, meaning me, on air? Well, yeah. that's one you'd have to ask the, the local people. I'm a I, bad person. <laughs> I I don't know. Um, certainly I would love to think I'd, you know, I'd give it serious thought. Um but the, they've had many opportunities. They still do. But they don't seem interested. I've heard everything from I'm controversial to whatever. You know, and that's their thing. Whatever. You need to stop flashing people, Mark. That's what it is. Maybe that's what like, it is. Woo! Or maybe I should. <laughs> Even more controversial. No, I'd like to. And, again, it. It's the people that are on the page of people that listen to this podcast. That's what keeps my interest going in it. You know, I just think it's sad that what isn't what they claim is sports talk in his town and what the host claims is sports talk isn't. It's a sad excuse for sports talk. Um, and, again, I think the local, and in, in our case, not just the local, but – all the people around the country that were listening and tuning in are being cheated. That's just my own personal opinion, and I know I'm not alone with that. But to answer that question about coming back, I wouldn't bet to farm on it at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. You never know. 
Well, going with that, uh, I had a comment from John Ortiz. Uh, the, the comrade. Uh, the comrade, yes. Did it come from uh, the Pulitzer or did Putin send it to you? Um, Boris and I Natasha? Um, I don't know. I didn't have to translate that. So uh, he's asking pretty much the same thing. How do we get Mark back on the air? Well, and again, I've I've had that tossed up many, many times, and everything from rallies to protests to this and that. Don't don't do that. Actually, that's not going to do anything but just infuriate and piss off the people in charge. And they know who we are, and if they're that blind and choose not to, and would rather go with no phone calls and taped shows and this and that, that's their thing. Um, in well, we, one station's case, they get enough from Ohio State and the Reds to basically say they don't care. And unfortunately, that's the truth. Now, I don't know the answer. You would think they would hear the people by now. And for whatever reason, they haven't. Um, O&E, Dayton Sports Station, which has no live local shows at all, um, I don't know how you call yourself Dayton Sports Station at that point, but, you know, I don't know the answer to that, to be honest with you. I would think they would listen to the people, but that's it's their ball, not mine. Um, so I don't I don't know the answer to that. Um, all I can tell you to do is call and be heard. I don't know. And like I mentioned, I plan on having you as a regular on my podcast until you tell me to go away pretty much there's always stuff to talk about in sports and i love yeah. talking to the people you know they they can send the questions in which is always fun to answer um you there's never a dull moment in sports people say you know sports there's a slow time this or that no there isn't there's never a slow time for sports even yeah. when there's no games going on an all-star break or whatever there's always something going on in some sort of sport so to say that, again, is just wrong. There's always stuff to talk about. Exactly. If you can't get a discussion in this area by mentioning Ohio State or Michigan or UD and Wright State, you should never get near a microphone. And I know this uh, podcast, when it's going up, that's going to be there's going to be a lot of comments on that. So. Well, I mean, right now with college football started and now the NFL, the Big Boys League, is finally going to start this week, too. This is one of the best times of the year. Yeah. You know, you got college, you got NFL. It's almost like the NCAA tournament. Everybody gets excited for it. And for me, uh, because of the two places I work at, college soccer and college volleyball is also awesome, too, to check out. Not not as big as college football. Yes, I know. Do they call but... boobs in the net for volleyball still? <laughs> um, I don't I don't know. I don't. I, I don't. <laughs> You, you see the thing. For? You see, <laughs> I always think that I finally understand volleyball, but then the referees have like this other hand signal. I'm like, um, yeah, point them. I'm like, oh god. But uh, college soccer, college volleyball, college football—you got a lot to talk about. And there's a lot of local teams that you can go watch for free, yeah, or a couple dollars, and. People just, it's like hidden gems of the, of the Dayton area. People don't realize they can go see these things. But there are so many sports to cover. There's so many things to go watch, especially locally. There's never a dull day to talk sports. You know, and people will ask me another question I had sent in to me 
And again, I get these a lot. <laughs> Where do you come up with your material and topics every day? I still like the here's four things, take one away, especially the potato one. That was <laughs> – I'm like um, – I don't remember if scallop was on there. I can't eat dairy products, so that one would be picked. I don't think it was on there, so I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> I can't answer that. Now, people will – there's always stuff that is going on. I kind of have a routine in the morning as to what, you know, what sites I'll look at or what, you know, I've watched the night before, what's going on locally. Um, it just kind of comes to you. I mean, and, and Lee, you're finding out by doing podcasts and interviews and stuff, you'll think of stuff at the most ridiculous time of the day. It could be two in the morning. You might get up at night, take a leak, and all of a sudden you're going, oh, yeah. Yeah. What about this? Oh, I mean, it's it's strange. I'll have paper next to the bed everywhere just so if I think of it, I write it down. And then you might save it. You yeah. know, it just it's funny. Or talking to you about kickball or boobs in the net or whatever. All of a sudden, something will hit me. Breast in the net. No, 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 no. I got I got out of that. Knockers I in the net. Point. Yeah. But it, it's funny. If people, I if I ever did that PA, I get fired. So no, man, your ratings are go skyrocketing. <laughs> the things I get on the page, people will make a comment, and all of a sudden it'll hit something in my mind, and go, "Yeah, what about this? What about that?" So it just kind of comes from anywhere and everywhere. A lot of it comes from the people that mm-hmm. write and listen. Um, they'd be surprised how they help with a lot of the topics. Or somebody like the questions that they'll write on a page or send in. That's another way to get it. Um, a lot of people like the different, you know, the birthdays of the day. That mixes in the sports. It mixes in whoever, celebrities, you know, movie stars, whatever. Um, things that happen in history of sports or music or whatever. I like the history in sports. It's just different, different things people have forgotten about. It jogs their memory. Now, exactly. we have a couple deranged people like mr hooligan who likes irish hurling of course is that the caper toss it looks like it looks like field hockey with men it's kind of the way i looked like it on Hmm. what i looked it up but nonetheless you know he's also into college hockey yeah college hockey rolling i mean you'd be surprised at different stuff people like but it's just the humor part of it the topics most of you try to stay on you know the main things but wrestling's another one i love wrestling i had the chance to be the bell ringer for wcw for a couple years oh that's cool i mean that cool you guys like i was better than viagra man that was tremendous (laughs) you're gonna have to talk about that well it's funny because a lot of people will get angry that i call it wrestling that's w-r-a-s-s-l-i-n not wrestling wrestling's the phony stuff they do in the olympics it's the phony stuff they do in high school and college (laughs) they're not allowed to eye gouge no foreign objects in the trunks no face paint that's phony wrestling's the real deal it's always been a passion um but a couple of questions, and you got them and I got them they wanted more wrestling conversations and we'll give it to you today you know it's 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 a topic that people love to talk about and argue about. Other people will scoff at it. Um, I'll tell you what. It might be entertainment. It might be staged. It's still athletic. Yeah. Um, having a chance to get up in the ring and run around and about kill myself running into the ropes. You learn an awful <laughs> lot. Oh, I can still hear. If Tony Crusoe was here, he would verify because he was doing it too. 
because he got to be the ring guy because they did it at UD Arena back in the day. And they set the ring up the first time they came in. And Tony and I were in the arena. So this guy gets done setting the ring up, and we're looking at each other like, oh, yeah. So we asked the guy, hey, can we go in there and run around? <laughs> I go ahead. Well, Neil say it was like two kids in a candy store. <laughs> got in a ring, and I thought, well, I'll run across the ring, hit the ropes, and bounce off. I hit the ropes and didn't bounce off. <laughs> it about broke every rib in my body, and I just folded up. It's basically garden hose with steel. Hmm. As I'm crippling in pain, I hear this laugh. And it, beside Tony, <laughs> Ric Flair is standing in the runway laughing hysterically. <laughs> Son, I better show you how to do that before you hurt yourself real bad. <laughs> And, of course, Flair, one of my heroes, you know, mm-hmm. he comes in and he was showing Tony and I how to do the flop and the flare chop and all that stuff and how to, you know, hit the ring rope so these guys don't break their own ribs. And, you know, a lot of it is scripted, but once you learn how they're doing it, that almost took all the fun out of it. Aww. But he was showing, you know, this is how when they hit the ropes, they put their butt on the middle rope and they bounce off. Otherwise... They're no different than anybody else. They would just break every rib they got. But Why the middle rope? I guess that's where their butt is. It ah. gives their butt a chance to hit it, sit on it basically, and then come off. And then spring and then, off. Yeah, spring like off. That. Okay. But that stuff, and falling out of the ring, I just remember how tall the ring was to the floor. It was like 10, 15 feet maybe. Mm. You got these 300-pound guys flipping over the rope onto basically floor. Very impressed by the size of these guys doing that. The canvas of the ring is very thin, um, maybe a half inch of foam on this plywood, basically, oh. and a canvas. So you get a lot more respect for these guys, the beating they take. And they're on the road probably three-fourths of the year on top of that. Um, but they're traveling to great, all these arenas. Great people. Just a hoot to be around. Lex Luger, Sting, Flair, um the Steiner brothers, <laughs> just just the people you start flashing back, and it was just so much fun. But today, people, they'll argue the the, the wrestling today is better than the Hogan and, and all those days, and I don't think so. I don't. I disagree with that. Um, now, guys like Stone Cold, Steve Austin were great, mm-hmm. but guys like Hogan basically put wrestling back on the map. The Rocky movie he was in, and Sports Illustrated, and all that. The guys today might be a little more athletic, um, but as far as better wrestling, now there is no such thing as technical wrestling and wrestling. Yeah. You know, give me Sweet Daddy Seeky and the eye gouges. You know, give me a Ric Flair and the nut punch. Come on. That's wrestling. Bo Barbrazil and the Cocoa Butt. The stuff they do now, where's all the great signature moves? There isn't any. It's fly off the top rope, whatever. Yeah. You know, come on. They're not even any good Boston Crabs anymore. You don't even know what that is, but it's kind of like mm-hmm. a figure four leg lock. Ah. But they don't pull any foreign objects out of the trunks anymore. You know, like the chic. Gouge them in the noggin with a pencil. That's wrestling. But it's a topic that I get a lot of questions on. And um, But for people that laugh at it, okay, you get in here and try it. I'm not I'm not going to do that anytime soon. Scripted or not, you have to be pretty physical. Yeah, it's you impressive. Be, I mean, it yeah. truly, truly, and, and again, the road, 
they're on the road all the time. And I, I read a piece the other day that I found a little bit interesting. Should wrestling, pro wrestling, should it have an off season for guys? Now that's going to be hard. That it's a three hundred sixty five day you know event. Yeah. But say a guy like Flair when he was in his heyday, should he have taken a month off at a time? It lets him heal. Yeah. It lets him you know kind of come back refreshed, repackaged, however you want to say it. But would it take the fan interest away? Mm. I don't know. Because you get a following. You know, if you're a Flair fan or if you're Roman Reigns or a Cena or whatever, okay, it's like LeBron sitting out a game. They yeah, only come into your town once in a while. So if they're not there, how much does it hurt ticket sales? Although, I, mean, I think you could put anybody in a wrestling ring and they'd sell it out. Yeah, if you can market it right type of thing. Anything Vince McMahon touches seems to turn to gold except for the XFL. I mean, he doesn't swing and miss very often. But I got a lot of that question about wrestling. Um, I'll be honest. uh, Wrestling is probably... You say it right. We're not talking phony stuff. Wrestling. 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 Oh, wow, that clipped. Yeah, but that's Um, a good one. That was not bad for that. Wrestling. Okay, so wrestling is probably one of the least things I'm knowledgeable about. I will... I will let you know that it used to be right after Saturday morning cartoons when I was a kid in the 90s, when it was still WWF. I know a couple of the wrestlers, but other than that, I've seen a couple of play, uh, play per views, pay per views even. Go live uh, once. Go You'll live be hooked. Once. Oh, yeah. If you go to a wrestling match at here, or at, not here anymore, but out at Nutter, you'll be hooked. I, I, I believe it's I like would. a tough it, man contest, only funnier. Because the people are a mixture of NASCAR and bowling, where they're all great people. They love to have fun. And it's just a different crowd, you know? It's just an amazing thing to watch. It's really, you got to see it once. It's like going to the Kentucky Derby. You got to do it once yeah. just to see it to believe it. But no, wrestling is always a popular topic. I got another one, and I'm not. We didn't talk much college football last time. We didn't. And obviously Ohio State and Michigan are big around here. Yep. Notre Dame, fortunately, has kind of faded away in this area. Of course, that'll happen when you stink. Yeah. But I mean, the wrestling guru, speaking of wrestling, wrestling, he asked me my thoughts on the conference unity in college football. I saw that question. That was very I'm good. Not, I'm not – maybe you can help help me understand what he's – asking because i got i think i know but i'm not positive let me go to that comment real quick well he he just basically what i thought of the college football conference unity now i'm not sure if he's asking if i think i'm not sure what he's asking be honest with you i guess it's more like the conference is trying to come together and be more powerful than say the Big Ten more powerful than the SEC or something like that. Like the Super Ten or something um, like that. I mean, that's probably that's a good way to put it. Yeah, as Comrade would say, the Super Conferences of 20 teams. Yeah. Um, honestly, I've got mixed feelings about college conferences and basketball and football, baseball, the rest. At the end of the day, the best teams are going to go anyway. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, the conference tournaments eliminate. It's almost like. It's a money grab for one thing. Yeah. But why do you want to get 20 power teams in a conference, say SEC, whatever, and you finish ninth, but yet you get a chance to play for the national title? I have trouble with that. I, I don't I don't think much of it at all. I think football, it's a little harder to let the underdog have a shot. 
where basketball, the tournament, they get a chance. Yeah. You, you get to play it on the court where football is obviously the big money maker. But I think fans are more intrigued and more, they're more, I guess, viewership goes up when there's some underdogs involved. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't care for the conference unity. Yeah, you want the Big Ten to be stronger than this or that or whatever. Basically, you just want the teams in those conferences to be good enough to get to bigger bowl games, to have a chance to play for the titles. Um, I guess, and this might not be a good comparison, but to me it's almost like NASCAR teams. How do you have a team in NASCAR? You race to win yourself. It's It's the same with a football conference or basketball. I'm not going to play to help you. I'm playing to win for me. I always wondered that about uh, NASCAR and racing myself. Like, you have your owners and I you think own it's fixed. these. I, 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 let me rephrase that. I think it can be fixed because if Jeffy Gordon's winning a race, which he always did, <laughs> and then you got Joey Logano that stinks or Kyle Busch that stinks, oh, we're behind, but we're on the same team, so let me cause a wreck and have a green-white checker and close up you know, the lead. I, I just think it's too easy to accidentally run into the wall or whatever. Yeah. So that's why I don't agree with teams and, and racing. But as far as conferences go, yeah, strength of conference, strength of schedule, whatever. Um, I I'm not a big just, fan of it. I just prefer, you know, good games. Not like, oh, well, here's a 72 nothing win against, you know. Well, Alabama and Florida State, That was there's there's been good and bad. Mm-hmm. Well, now Alabama lost two of their linebackers for the year. Florida State's lost their quarterback for the year. Yeah. Okay, that's... fine. You play the game. You can get hurt against Bethune-Cookman or mm-hmm. whoever. Yeah. Um, I think that game speaks volumes for both programs. Okay, the Florida State, they have plenty of time to come back, win their conference, and get back in a national title picture. I think whoever lost that game – did nothing to hurt themselves. Okay, they might drop now, and obviously losing their quarterback hurts, but as far as the ratings, what are you going to drop? Maybe to 9, 10? So you have all year to come back. But you proved, I'm not afraid to play anybody. Yeah, that's what I like. I mean, I don't know what FSU is going to do for a quarterback now. I'm not knowledgeable on the Seminoles. Well, they've got enough redshirt guys and whatever, but is he going to be what they had? No. But Ohio State went through three one year and won a national title. So That's right. Um, Ohio State obviously has been a big question. People, what do you think of this? Michigan, what do you think of that? Um, I mean, the until, first half for the Buckeyes, I mean, ooh, that was rough. Just, well. That was um, – I was at a college soccer game. Sorry, college kickball game. There you go. Uh, Wright That's State uh, women versus St. Bonaventure. And three – of the four of us in the press box were watching stats and watching over social media. I was just like, hey, one of the lights at Alumni Field's out. Are they going to call the game early? They didn't. I but. think that was a good test for Ohio State. Um, it's weird. Uh, well, it's, you had a lot of new kids. Yeah. A lot of new, obviously, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. Um, it wasn't like playing Miami of Ohio or whatever. Yeah. In the long run, especially coming into this weekend against Oklahoma, now you've been tested. Mm-hmm. Indiana probably gave Oklahoma and everybody else in the country a blueprint how to give Ohio State trouble, throw one the way they were. But I'd rather see Ohio State play a team like that. I'd rather see Michigan play a team like Florida, even with 10 guys suspended. 
play somebody. It you know to me it doesn't mean anything if you beat up somebody like you said seventy did nothing. That that I'm sorry that's just foolish. Yeah, it pays yeah. somebody's bills and all that kind of nonsense, but. Or sometimes if you pay their bills, they still come in and beat you like, uh, what was it, Hampton? Howard. Or uh, UNLV. You pay them, what, close to 700000 and you lose? 45-point spread on top of that. Oh, you man. know, Ohio State, Michigan are both going to be fine. They mm. can win every game. They can lose every game. It still comes down to the game in November. You play the game that but, you have on the week, and then you focus on the next one. It comes and down to those two that. playing each other. Yeah, And the big problem with that, you're forgetting about Penn State, folks. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm a Penn State man, but you forget Ohio State didn't win the conference last year, and neither did Michigan. Penn yeah. State did. And the Lions did. But it, it obviously is a big war in this part of the country. Um, mm-hmm. But Ohio State will be fine. I wasn't overly impressed with J.T. Barrett. For whatever he is, 23, 24, 28 years old, whatever he is now. Well, he's not Brandon Whedon age. Come on. But then again, who is? I mean, Brandon Whedon. Well, Bucks, actually, he's older. He, Barrett's won a lot of games. He should get a lot of credit. What uh, what records did he break at Ohio State? Well, Most he's about to break the passes. college touchdown or yeah, touchdown passing records. He's got the wins record, I'm sure. He's calm. He's a leader. That's what they wanted. Will they struggle? In some games, I think they will. Yeah. Oklahoma's going to give them fits because they've got a quarterback that can throw. They've got a running game. Indiana didn't have much of a running game. If Oklahoma's offensive line's more physical than Ohio State's defensive line, that could be well, That's where I think too. playing Indiana helps Ohio State because they got a test. It wasn't like a walkthrough. It wasn't like, you know, Indiana State's Kokomo or something like that. It was Indiana had them. It's still weird to see conference game right off the bat. But it is. Well, look at the then, NFL coming. You got the Bengals playing Baltimore and the Browns playing Pittsburgh. Conference games out of the shoot, different. It's um, a, it's a little weirder in college football. I'm used to it, especially because you're used to pastries on the opening weekend. Yes, that's the difference. Um, but people ask about Ohio State and Michigan. Um, as far as Michigan goes, defensively, yeah, they're very good, mm-hmm. very good. Quarterback wise. Is going to be a huge problem. It when just that, when Spade's hot, he's good. When he's not, he's, he's not bad. And they brought a corn in, and he looked bad. But they'll he, get better. A can of corn. Can of corn. Very <laughs> nice. They're going to be good, but it's still going to come down to that last game. Now, Michigan loses three or four. Ohio State loses two or three. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You're going to upset somebody's apple cart that last weekend. But to me, Penn State's still that dog that nobody's watching. You better keep an eye on them. Mm -hmm. So we moved from Ohio State and Michigan down to Cincinnati and Dayton. I'm trying to keep Uh, this under two hours this time. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care. If this is four hours, I'll probably split into two parts. I'm not going to lie to you, but I don't care. If you're having fun, I'm having fun. Hey, I'm fine. Uh, Yeah, we're jumping around, which we did a lot on the show, too, because I had so many different questions thrown at me, and I just kind of wrote them. I didn't even bother putting them in any kind of an order, but. Did you see Coach Fickle's debut at UC against Austin P? I didn't see the fight. I saw his show last week kind of by accident. And i got to be honest with you, I was not a big fan of his when he was at Ohio State as a coach. Yeah, yeah he took the bullet for Trestle and got dumped into a bad situation. But I will say I was very impressed watching his coach's show. Very down-to-earth, very solid coaching-wise, it seemed like. Um, 
I think he'll do well. One, because he's going to get a lot of discards from Ohio State. He obviously knows the area recruiting-wise. Mm-hmm. And they're not a bad program. They put a lot of guys in the NFL that people don't realize are there. Um, I know they beat Austin people. I don't remember how bad. Uh, either 26, 28 to 14. I'm happy for him. I you am know, too. I, I think, think they're going to be fine. I think UC's got pretty bright future with Fickle, especially if he taps in the Cincinnati market. Which well, he gets out of the Ohio State shadow and gets to prove himself now, which I like his loyalty to the Buckeyes, but at the same time, it's, it's time ba- for you to fly. Let's it's see what ba- you got. It's Bearcats time. I mean, you got such a great pool to tap into, not only in Cincinnati, but just go up the little road. Well, what happens when, when Urban and the Ark take off? Or yeah. the Ark takes, springs a leak, and sinks? If he does well at UC, he can walk right back into Columbus. Yeah. You know, so I, I'm very happy for him. I hope UC does well. I just hope that, you know, Fickle, you know, keeps it going at UC. Well, actually – jumps it back again at UC before thinking about jumping north on 71. And Coach Chamberlain's Dayton Flyers, they had a rough loss at Robert Morris. Uh, field goal with, what, 10 seconds to go? Is that? Yep, it was right at the end of the game. They fumbled. It was under like two minutes. And they fumbled, giving the ball back to Bob Morris, and they kicked the field goal. It's funny you mentioned Bob Bobbert Morris. It's, it's funny you mentioned Rick at- Chamberlain. Good friend. And for many years now, and not very few people know this, a, a handful, he used to come on the show every Tuesday, and it had to be at 510. He was very superstitious. <laughs> but since he'd been the head coach, I've been gracious enough to text him the first play of the game every game since he's become the head coach. <laughs> religiously man i wish i would have known that that one football <laughs> game i worked at like that's that's slummer's play out there that's slummer's play i know that i guy. don't know that he uses a great deal of them mm. but it's like every week i just sent this week's play today you know it's a holiday but like i yeah. told him i don't take off holidays you know Mm-mm. they usually come up like um you know the trip reversed halfback option throwback to the tight end now, if he uses them once in a while, <laughs> but Rick is one of the best. Um, he'll be fine. You know, they, they'll win their share of games, and, and hopefully he can pull out a Pioneer League championship. And, again, there's a, there's a product in town nobody cares about. 50 and bucks for a season ticket. Now, granted, they're not Ohio State. They're not Division One. They don't have scholarships. But it's a cheap – wink, wink. There's a, it's cheap entertainment for a family. Go watch these kids play. And, what I, and I've written it a couple times. You're UD basketball fans. Why aren't no. you supporting UD football? It's just right next door. You and know, plus, it just doesn't make sense. You've got 13,000 basketball fans. You can't put a fourth of that in Welcome Stadium to support your football team? The just one, a thought. The one game I got to work was Flyers versus Valparaiso. I think it was the last game, or the last home game of the season anyway for Dayton. Then it was also either camp out or senior day. I forget which one, but man, camp walk out. out. What are you talking about? Jim Harbaugh and his sleepovers now? <sighs> no. What I'm talking about is um, lots of people bringing out their trailers and cooking. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's a great time. I had to park next to the baseball field just to walk across, but just smelling all the food they were making. I was like, Wait okay, I'm fine I with gotta, this. I got to go throw up. 
Billy Hamilton just hit a walk off over on. I, I saw that and I was I, like, I've got to go puke. Don't show Mark what, that. What did the hurricane get behind him at the plate? Yeah, it looks Good like Lord. he hit it. Uh, oh, that pitch was about middle of the he plate. He did it three times and not hit it out. Anyway, that's another one of the questions that obviously I get a lot of. Why do you bash on poor Billy? I'm not bashing on poor Billy. Billy can't play. It's just that simple. Now, before I let me let me preface all this, people make the mistake at times, and I get it, that I do that to either get comments or on the show get calls. No, folks, I don't. And people that know me will tell you I don't do that. And if I ever have to resort to that kind of nonsense, I'll stop writing or ever try to go back into radio. I just say what comes to my mind. I say what I think. It's not always right. I just don't care for him. I think he's had his time to try. It's failed. Time to move on. Nothing more than that. Now, can he go get fly balls? Yeah. Can he run? Yeah. Can he run the bases? No. He's fast. About that simple. If he can get it together, then... No. Four years is plenty of opportunity. You've had your opportunity, and it's time to move on. I actually seen that in my time hop when he was in Dayton, and that was the point where he stole over 100 bases. I remember seeing those tweets too. That was that was a pretty big deal. It was also the last time Dragons went to the playoffs. And it's speaking funny, of which, people as you're seeing are texting me, mm-hmm. and one of my other favorites is Icoro Suntan Boy. Apparently, he just asked Hamilton. He made the comment the Reds are gelling. Um, no, you're in last place. Yeah, I, I mean, mean playoffs aren't gonna. The Reds fall are in a the train la- wreck. Reds lap. The, just, the Reds are a laughing stock train wreck. I and don't know, and it's sad. I don't know if you got the question yet, but what's your take on the Reds keeping Price for 2018? Wait a minute, I gotta go throw up again. Um, you're a quick throw upper. I mean, you're just wow. He's he's like, I and I wrote this, and and I don't have anything against Brian Price or Billy Hamilton or Homer Bedlow or any of them personally. I really don't. No, it's it's just it's is what a, it's is a what's, former manager player. Fan, I have trouble accepting mediocrity and the people that will accept, oh, he's Billy's so fast and he's cute and he's speedy and, yeah, really? Good. Can't play. Um, to me, and with Brian Price to answer your question and a lot of the people's, I don't get it. I mean, I know a lot of reasons they do silly things like that. But in this case, this was an option year, not a guaranteed contract where he still had two years left or whatever. Yeah. You're basically picking up the option of a proven losing manager. And I don't want to hear he's got injuries and rookies and whatever. Every team has injuries and rookies. He it's makes mistake you, after mistake. It's how you get around your injuries and making your rookies better a good manager and he's supposed to be a wizard pitching coach okay he had a veteran staff when dusty doubleday was the manager he had lados and bronson arroyo and guys that were healthy cueto leak and so forth so he didn't have to do a hell of a lot Mm -mm. um he's proven in his four years he's never managed which was a first mistake keeping him but to bring him back now one when his track record is last place, four years, the first year he finished fourth out of fifth, close to last, and the next three he's been in last, last, last. That's not a track record of moving up. 
nobody on the pitching staff can I look at and go, yeah, he's gotten better. Iglesias is Iglesias. He's healthy. Lorenzen, who blew the save today, I'm sorry, he's a Kleenex. He has no insides. Sorry, you got to have guts when you pitch relief, and he doesn't. My own opinion. I've watched it all year long. Price has shown me no nothing to reward failure. Nothing. His in-game management is pathetic. The players have obviously tuned him out. Um, you can't say it's to save money on a contract because he it was an option. Yeah, your seats are already empty. So bringing him back sure ain't going to do anything for season ticket sales. What I saw from one of my broadcasting friends from Cincinnati when he went to the Reds game, it I mean the Sun Moon deck in right field empty. Well, I was like, here's oh. a, here's a, a Labor Day day game, and they're claiming they had a great crowd. I saw a whole lot of empties. It's sad when when you have a team you root for and you watch them go down the tank like they're going, and I can make the argument, yeah, offensively they score a lot of runs. Pitching's a problem. Okay, I get that. Everybody gets that. Yeah. But that's the manager's job. That's the pitching coach's job to fix that. You tell me right now going into next year, what answers have you gotten from the pitching staff or offensively? Who's going to starting rotation next year? I don't know. Who's in the outfield? Okay, you got Di Sclafani, who was hurt all year. Finnegan. I mean, go on down the list. The only thing this year is maybe shown them, and they've still screwed this up. You found a Luis Castillo. You found Molly. Maybe. You don't know. I mean, I, I liked how Mir Garrett was doing. They ruined the, him. Uh, they ruined Stevenson. Yeah, Sending before... him back after success. Here's your reward. Go back to AAA. Why? But yeah. to answer your question about Brian Price, no. I am adamantly against it. I have nothing against him personally. He's a great spelling bee champion. He uses tremendous words that don't belong in baseball. But he has no business getting in a contract extension with what he has given this ball club and franchise. You're doing nothing but telling your fans, guess what? We don't care. We got bobbleheads. Before the game, they introduced some other dumbass, sorry, dumbass thing twice some automatic go for three go for three go online order your beer and food and come up and pick it up in this vending thing you're proud of that that's like that silly thing they shoot t-shirts out of godzilla redzilla whatever they call that dumb thing you just spent a hundred thousand dollars on a little tricycle how about going to getting a real manager go get a pitcher in fact the uh the kickball team that i broadcast for soccer team i broadcast for um they have tickets where they bring the food up to you. You just scan the back of the uh, ticket with your QR. What QR happened to going to a COVID? ball game and going to get a hot dog, a peanut, and a beer? I mean, one it's peanut? an experience. Just one peanut? That's an expensive yeah, peanut. Yeah, I mean, come on. It's like it's a ball game. I mean, these sushi bars and bobbleheads and no. I mean, I get trying to reach out to fans, but just. You want to reach out to the fans? Go get some players. Go well, get a I, winner. I, I don't know any That's personally. how you do it. You go get some players. You go get a manager. You got to give the people a reason to show up. And bobbleheads and sushi bars and spelling bee champions aren't it. It doesn't work. I'll go see a spelling bee champion. Good, good. Oh. Manage for rain. Oh, H. Oh, no, no, no. Don't know. You know, <laughs> you know what I think of those. And I'm an Iowa State born and bred. But that, Hooday, and Wolf, Wolf, whatever the Browns try to do, Sorry, the three dumbest chants in sports history. Sorry. 
Raider, well, Cowboy, Raider up, Cowboy, whatever that thing is. Yeah, they stole that from the Red Sox. That's about stupid, too. But nonetheless, again, they're just my opinions. So, I mean, what other kind of questions did you get beside what I got? A lot of people ask about the characters on the show, the different names. How do I come up with them? Yeah, Paul. No, Paul Blanton was <laughs> one say. Talk more about your show, Paulie the Bengal fan. Paulie the Bengal fan. Um, like I said many times, it was just I just sit and laugh because it was such a phenomenal ride and how and why it it succeeded. I I don't know. Um, it's I, the I still behind it. well, I still remember an interview that. Our boy Hitch Connerman did with with Tony Tilford. And he asked him why my show succeeded when none of the other ones in Dayton ever had. And he made a comment, it's been like 60 years. And I just, when I heard the replay of the interview, it really, really caught me funny. And I started going back in my own mind of the old sports talk shows in town on radio and none of them had succeeded. And I started counting back, and I got to 60 years, 70 years, and I'm like, wow. That's just – it's it's just phenomenal how it took off. And, and I've said it before, and I said it earlier. I think because it was the people's show, the community, the cities, everybody got involved in it. Everybody was a part of it. Um, and, and I think I said it last time we did – the first podcast, a sports talk show is for the fans and the people. That's why it's called sports talk. It's to let people voice their opinions, their thoughts, right, wrong, or indifferent, instead of the host babbling on and on endlessly. Um, I, I mean, you got to have you know a little bit from the host, but at the same time, well, it's about people chiming in type of thing. It is, and, and the three rules of – Doing a successful successful sports talk show, and at least in my opinion, and again, I'll be the first to admit I don't know squat about radio. I had never, and, I, and I'll answer that question in a minute because somebody had asked how I got into it and this and that. But the three the three main things about having a successful show, at least in my mind, is you have to know something about sports, you have to be able to hold a conversation, and you have to know something about sports. And unfortunately. A lot of people on TV and radio don't. They want to be comedians. They want to be Howard Stern. They want to do anything but talk sports. Now, you got to give them more than just scores. You have to give them reasons to call in, reasons to talk, things like that. But yelling at people, calling them names and that kind of stuff doesn't work. That's just that's old stick, old hat, and really kind of stupid. Um. Our people, for better or worse, just, you know, I've never called people by their given name, very rarely. I just, I've always named them. I don't know why. It just happens. But it caught on, and everybody had a name, or the fun parts for me were they would tell me when they were in a store and somebody heard their voice. Hey, I know you. You're the commissioner, or you're Big E, or you're the comrade. That, to me, is funny. It was never intended to aim that way. It's just. How, just how, it how I am, you know, yeah. it, it just kind of worked that way. But to let the people come in and see the studio and to see behind a curtain and, and be a part of the show, I think, helped a lot. Um, and just I think a lot of it, too, 
as I'm no different than they are. You know, I had some good fortune to play and manage and things like that. But as far as talking sports, it's just like them. You know, it was just, hey, you got to tell me. I, you know, that's it just kind of worked out. And th- I think the area is so hungry for sports talk and still is, obviously, that that's what they were looking for. And it just became entertaining. Um, the comedians like Ralphie May and Finesse Mitchell and Rob Schneider and the list goes on and on and on helped a lot. Um, the people like Nate, the legal analyst, and Tim Williams and Tony Crusoe and Jeff Price and on and on. It came in. There was such a nice mixture of the local, the national, the night Ocho Clowno called in for four hours. That doesn't happen every day. Brandon Phillips calling in out of nowhere. Jerry the King Lawler coming in, you know, the Radio City Rockettes, New York, whatever they were called. When they came in in their Christmas outfits during the show. I mean, that just, it was just fun. And I think that's where the people really liked it. They took to it. Um, you know, I used to hear a lot about, well, you're making fun of Rice Take on a wiener night and squirrel night. Hey, I'm not the one that put a squirrel in the middle of the court when I'm a raider. But my point, and the same with the dragons, the dragons. Yeah, I would joke about it, but that was a lot of good publicity for them that nobody else gave them. You joke about it because you do care for them. Yeah, I, and again, it goes back to I don't, as a fan, I don't like watching losing mediocrity. Now, yeah, you're going to lose occasionally, but when you do it and you don't try to fix the obvious, that's a problem. Yeah. And one of the questions I got is, again, why do I – you know, rip on Billy and whoever. It's not really ripping on, but I've seen their act for four years. Okay, it's time for a change. Um, again, it's about winning. You don't get that participation ribbon and orange slices and trophies and all that. They keep score for a reason. Um, the one thing that kind of led into another question I got is, how did I get into it and into the business, and did I pattern my I guess, style after anybody in particular. Um, I told the story last time, no, I've never done radio. I never studied it in college, anything. I didn't study a hell of a lot of anything in college, come to think of it. (laughs) But, no, I had never, never done anything like that um, except manager shows. But I was on the other side of the table, and it happened here in town after my daughter uh, was killed. It was four years later that, I got into WONE doing just, you know, kind of by accident, and all of a sudden it grew into, hey, you're going to do it by yourself. As far as listening to sports talk, yeah, I always did. And I got to be honest, I used to laugh at people going thinking, who the hell calls these shows? Got a dumbbells do this. <laughs> now they're my family. <laughs> but the one lesson I still had a lot of trouble learning, and Big Play Bengal always tried to teach me this, and He's still trying to teach me this, I think. It's not the people that call in and make the show. It's the people that listen but don't call in because they're either afraid to or whatever is where it really makes the show what it is. Fortunately, we had both. We ended up increasing from one line to seven in a very short period of time because we just had that many people wanting to call. And we usually had them lined up from before the show until the end. And we obviously had a big following, which, again, very humbling, very honored. Um, Andy Furman 
probably taught me as much about sports talk as anyone, and I don't know that he knows that. Um, but just having a chance to go down and sit and watch him before I even thought about going on radio, but just going down as a guest with him and having a chance to watch how he did things. Um, obviously, listen to Bob Trumpy as a kid. Um, Pete Franklin out of Cleveland was really the first talk show sports host I ever heard. You never heard he's an older guy died now, but he was probably a mixture of Howard Stern and a sports talk host. He just ripped people, cut them off, you know, and back then it was funny, but I listened to different people, obviously. Um, and, and you will, as you go along in your career too, the bottom line is you have to be yourself. Yeah, there's only one you. I don't know to this day why my style was what it was or succeeded. It was just, I guess, because I didn't know any better and still don't. And it was just, as I tried to tell Oni when I took her, they wanted to change the name of the show and you got to be in their face and all that kind of garbage. No, you don't. I think just being very simple and talking sports instead of yelling sports or you know, that kind of nonsense. I think that's what people want today. But, again, you have to be able to talk to people, let them have a chance to talk, and you have to have to know something about the games. Um, being that I played helps, I think. And coach, too. But it doesn't – I think where that helps more than anything um, is knowing what kind of questions players will answer and which ones they won't, where you, you don't – you don't approach them more as the starstruck fan, you know, to where it just you're like Picoro or Geese and Slop where you're licking their boots and, you know, putting whipped cream on turds and all that kind of stuff. I think that helped a lot from being in in that environment and knowing these aren't questions you ask, you know, or the obvious. How did you beat them? We outscored them. Yeah, you that, know, I, I think that's that, normally how you do it. I think, except in golf. <laughs> I think that helped me probably as much as anything. Now, as far as the style I do or whatever you want to call it, I don't know. I, I don't know. Well, I, I don't know. It's going back to what you said: be yourself. There's only one of you on this planet. Well, the one thing that I always enjoyed, and you'll again, the more you grow into it, and I don't have any doubt, you will eventually do your own radio show. Eventually you will. It seems like now it's miles away from you, but you will. The one thing I always enjoyed when people would ask if they could come in, and again, where do you get your topics? How do you do this every day? Come on in the station. Follow me around all day. Now, obviously you're not going to be at my home at 5 in the morning or whatever time I was up writing, writing the blog, but you get a taste of, okay, put a show together for a day, and then come back and do it for a week. And then another week, it kind of, it's like wrestling. You get a, a different appreciation for people going, my God, this isn't just walking in. Okay, we're on the air, go. No, you can't go in unprepared because if you try to make something up, one, sports fans are going to see through you. And once they see through, you're dead. Yeah. If you fabricate something or you try to make up a story that isn't there, you're done. You're done. People will never listen to you again. You can't do that. Um, for me, it's it's like following a pattern in the morning. And people will get irritated no matter what time of the day it is. When I get started writing in the morning, now sometimes it's 2, 3, 4. If I can't sleep, I, I'm up. Or if there's a topic, it hits you while you're taking a leak. Okay, I got to go do it. 
they'll get irritated if they send me something and answer and I don't answer right away. People, I'm trying to pose for many people, not just one. Right. So that's a little bit of a double edge where I'm not trying to irritate anybody. I'm just trying to get my routine done because once you get it broken, it's hard to get it back. Yeah. But I go to different, like a pattern. And if you follow the page in the morning, you can kind of see it, you know, kind of overnight and then birthdays and then you go back and, you know. Maybe an opinion I'll throw in if it hits me all of a sudden before I forget it. But it's not as easy as people make it. They think it is. And you know that by game preparation. Yeah. You start calling wrong names, wrong numbers, or sound like you're talking Chinese, you're done. Oh, I mean, name mispronunciation is probably one of the biggest things that I face as a PA announcer because you always want to make sure you get it right. And you, you get it and then go back, you know. Well, hockey and kickball, you're going to get some Russians. You're going to get some Czechoslovakians. You're going to get some alphabets. So, yeah, yeah, you you don't pronounce them right. One, you piss the player off. And two, the fans kind of go, wow. Yeah. I heard Suntan Boy today call somebody Sivers when the guy's named Seavers. I mean, come on. You get a list in front of you ahead of time. Here's how you pronounce the player's names. My favorite player was Mike Pizza. Mike Pizza. (laughs) Mike Pizza's my favorite. Today's his birthday, by the way. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It sure is. 49, I believe. And this was, what, a day or so after Bellinger broke his rookie record? Broke it last night, I thought, or the day before. Something like that. I saw his uh, tweet where Mike Piazza's like, I knew your dad. He's a good man type of thing. So that's when your bones hurt when somebody says that to you. Man, I remember your dad. (laughs) Well... You know, a lot of my dad's friends, he's like, is that your son? Your dad's a good man. So I was like, yeah. And by the way, we've hit hour number one. And we're working on hour number two. This is the eighth episode of The Gem on the Queen's Crown. Thanks for joining us. This is Mark Schlemmer back for the second time. And I've had a lot of fun. Anybody wants to send questions in, they can, you know, feel free. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, no bones in this and that. It's still, you can send the questions in. Yeah. Um, and again, with NFL, with college football, it doesn't get any better than this. Fall is the best time for sports. I mean, you have so many starting up. you got football kicking off. Um, hockey and basketball are just around the corner, especially college basketball. Big, big target here in the Sunday area. It just started again. It's like 12 months a year. It doesn't stop. I know. It's like, oh, well, here's the NBA Finals. Oh, here's the NBA preseason type of thing. NFL, people obviously have asked your Bengals, your Browns, you know, what do you think? Browns fans obviously are finally getting a little hope because they went 4-0 in the preseason. But I will remind you the Lions went 4-0 in the preseason and then went 0-16. Rod Malinelli was your uh, head coach Very of Lions. Very good. I remember that season. I was like, are they really going to do it? They're probably going to win like their last or second you last game. like the game. Browns did last year against San Diego? Oh, I was <laughs> I was with uh, my girlfriend's family, and we were watching that game. I was like, Cleveland's going to blow this, aren't they? You're a Browns fan? I'm a Bengals and Pats say. fan, but I, I don't mind the Browns. I don't mind. I don't, I don't mind, mind when we play them because it's a win. Now they're Norm- normally their their defense. I think will be very good. Yeah. One Greg Williams is a good defensive coordinator. I like his style because he doesn't 
care about fines or penalties. He plays hard. That's plays somewhat in the gray area. But the question with Cleveland is not so much can their defense hold up. To me, it's more can their defense hold up being on the field all day long because the offense is still the offense. Okay, Kaiser might be your future, but Kaiser won the job because Osweiler is horrible and Kessler and Colonel Hogan can't play either. You mean Hulk Hogan isn't their, like, four-string quarterback? I like the kid. I thought he played okay, but – yeah, you got a good running game, but the problem is you have a no passing game and everybody's going to stack the box and then what? I'm better than Whedon, brother. I'm better than Brand Whedon. <laughs> but Cleveland fans are all excited and okay, I get that. I mean, but hey. five wins, I'm sorry, that's huge for Cleveland. That's mm. still not good. Um Pittsburgh is still Pittsburgh unless Roethlisberger just falls down and doesn't get up. Baltimore is one hit on Flacco away. From, from just, no quarterback, and I hate to say it, but if I'm Bengals in game one, pick out a linebacker, you got one duty. Take 15 yards and blindside him, hit him, get him out of the game. I, I just I don't see Baltimore being a strong team this year. But then again, I say that, then they win the freaking Super Bowl. It's like, oh, it's you remember that North, episode eight? You know, yeah. and it's still – you have four beat teams. each other up. You have four teams that are just going to smash each other. Talent-wise, Cincinnati, on paper, has better talent than any of them. But question is, can Marvin get it out of them? Can Marvin get out of his own way? Can the O-line um, actually protect? That's, you know, in preseason, and the Browns are chirping O-line. Okay, that's great. But nobody shows anything in the preseason. They don't blitz that off, and they don't. They don't show you anything. It's and about right. slicing the roster down to 53, see if your new pieces are actually going to stay or send well, them to the practice the squad. The Bengals' two offensive tackles. Fisher gets bowled over a lot. Ooga Boogie, Obehi, whatever his name is. I like the first Hopefully, one. he can hold up. He was highly touted coming out. But as long as you have Blodine as your center, you have a problem. Uh, he's, he's been a problem. He's going to be a problem. Now, if they can hold up, okay, I'll give you a puncher's chance with them. Defensively, you still have, to me, the question of the fat guy in the middle. Can you stop the run or not? Pat Sims is a fat guy, but can he stop he's a journeyman. Run? Now he's your starter. Billings hasn't shown a lot yet. Maybe he's still coming back from his injury. I don't know, but... I like the young kids. Lawson and Willis look dynamic. Smith looks dynamic as a pass rusher. But last year they had Carter, the kid that was a linebacker or whatever. He tore up preseason, and then he couldn't get around a tackle all year. But I think they've made strides. Obviously, perfect being out hurts him. But you can look at it that, well, he's not going to get hurt the first three weeks, so he'll come back somewhat fresh. Um I like Cincinnati in that division if they can get by Pittsburgh. Baltimore I'm, and Cleveland will fight for third place, and I'm being realistic with Cleveland being possibly third place because I think their defense is capable. Yeah. But Kaiser's going to throw against defenses. All of a sudden, Pittsburgh's going to come at him for game one. Here's some blitzes. Here's some James Harrison for you. Let's see what happens. I still can't believe how old Harrison is, and he still benches well, like what? Well, the year the Bengals had him, they used him completely wrong. They yeah. try to make him a linebacker instead of that pass-rushing, tear-up-the-quarterback. 
and it mm-hmm. didn't work. And, and he was a stealer. I mean, that's like Joe Namath in a Rams uniform. It didn't yeah. work. Yeah. I'm glad he's back with Pittsburgh. And they're going to spell him now like a relief pitcher. He's not going to play as many snaps. They're going to use him in situations. That's a smart team, yeah. unlike Cincinnati. Um, I, Marvin, to me, has had his many chances. Fifteen years, yes, he turned the culture around. Yes, he's got a different thing going. But Tony Dungy did, too, in Tampa, and it didn't get him over the hump. Marvin, had, he's had his 15 years. Now, who do you bring in? I get asked that a lot. I don't know. Um, I, don't know I don't want anybody on the current staff. I, I, I don't want to see Duffner, or not Duffner, but I don't want to see the D coordinator. I don't want to see the special Gunther. team guys. Yeah. Who is Paul Gunther? Gunther. I was thinking Duffner for some reason. But, yeah, Paul Gunther. I don't want to see Hazlitt, the linebacker, former NFL coach. I don't want to see that. I want somebody that's got a voice and a different look. Now, will you ever get that with Mikey Brown? I wouldn't bet on it. Yeah. But just the fact that the NFL is starting up, college, man, it's, this is a great time of year. Absolutely. And you still have baseball playoff races going that a lot of people aren't noticing. Arizona's won 10 in a row. Colorado's taken a dive. They've lost a bunch in a row. Dodgers have lost two, what, one, two out of the last 10. Um there's a lot of good races going, and because of football, people are just kind of like, eh, whatever. I know one of my friends feels that way. Just like once the Brown starts, like, don't you know the Indians are actually I mean, the Indians bumps? are rolling with 12 in a row. Yeah. It, it's That's, it's sad, and it's is a fan, again, and a, and a former player, how you can be so bad so consistently so long. Cleveland Browns, Cubs went through it, Red Sox went through it. But here's your Browns, and I know Cleveland fans will disagree, and if they do, their nose will grow like Pinocchio. Yeah, the Cavs won a title. The Cavs are always in the title as long as LeBron's here. Mm-hmm. The Indians have gotten tremendously better. They went to the series. And Tito. Tito is their manager. They can win every year. The Browns, or the Indians and the Cavs can win the title year after year after year. I hate to say it, but the Brown fans don't care. They do, but they don't. They would, they would trade – one Brown Super Bowl victory for 10 World Series and 10 NBA titles. Like That's just the way it is. From here until 20 years, 2037, if the Indians and the Cavaliers won their respective titles, then trade all away. It's like for I one just won- title with the Browns. Yeah, I mean. It's, it's just so hard. And I obviously know a lot of Brown fans. And I feel sorry for the people like Bob Wells and Shane Sheridan. And Stephen Springbro, he's an American dude. He's American. You know, he's a real American. The true Browns fans, you feel sorry for them. But on the other hand, not being a Browns fan, <laughs> hey, you know, it is what it is. I um, just, I just like how in Dayton you can listen to Bengals and Browns games. I wish you could have that same option for baseball. You know, well, I want to listen to Indians and Reds. Sweep that's where I think what we had on our show was the ideal spot. Cleveland's got Cleveland, Columbus, your base, Ohio State. That's it. Yeah. Cincinnati, you've got the Reds, the Bengals, Kentucky, UC Xavier. Up here, you got them all. We yeah. weren't locked into one team. Yeah, the Reds are primarily it. Yeah. Bengals and Browns are, it's, I don't even want to say 50-50 because I don't think it is. I think the Browns are more like 60-40, maybe even 65-35. It's but just that old. You, you know. had it 
all. You still have it all. You're not – you don't have to go on a show going, oh, God, i got to talk about the Reds again and again and again and again. Yeah. you got every – and then you throw in all the other outside Michigans, college football in general, what have you. It was a golden spot. It still is. And, again, that's where the 1410s and the 980s and the HIOs, they're missing the boat. They're missing the boat. I don't want to see the Weather Channel and hear my weather 24 hours a day. I can turn the Weather Channel on. Didn't they get rid of that? Oh, no. I thought, no. I thought they got rid of that. I know the Dragons used to have their dragons? games. Dragons? Oh, no, they used to have their games. Well, yeah, the too. local weather thing is, but, I mean, oh. their argument is, well, people, our surveys always say news and weather is more important. No, it didn't. Well, they always say you can go to ESPN. No, you can't if I want national but i want my local high school the teams you cover i want to be able to get it all and still have the national whatever mixed in like we did and that's where they're so blind to it you can't tell me that local high school football fans wouldn't want something local sports well they want they want to hear their what you're doing they want to hear their son on a radio they want to hear their son being covered and and we talked about it on the page a couple of days ago. The Dayton Daily News has no Friday night football coverage the next day. Really? Okay, so now they're printing it in Columbus. It takes three whatever. you got to get it in by 10. You know, I'm sorry. You've got a lot of college interns or somebody from a given school that can cover that, send you the report. I don't that's – that's another sad excuse. Very sad excuse to me. Well, we don't have the – yeah, you do. You can find people. Who's that. buying the paper of anybody anymore? But who is the customers? The people that have the kids playing. Yeah. The people that – I mean, these people are so blind to what can be money-making. The thing is, if I see Friday high school football scores, like final scores, in a Tuesday paper, my alarms are just that. like, Tuesday? Tuesday? When we did – when I did the show, and I kept trying to tell them, look, we've got to do a Sunday show at least. Saturday, okay, I do need one day off. Yeah. Or let somebody else, one of the you know board ops, come in and do Saturday, whatever. But you had to do a Sunday show because, like you're just saying, if I wait till Monday, I take Saturday, Sunday, come back Monday. Well, let's see. College football is pretty not, much it's done. It's not fresh. NFL, yeah. done. So it's old news. Yeah. People know it. They don't want to hear it. Sports is a is a seven day a week thing. It's a one. It's a money making machine if you do it right. And the ratings are what they are. I mean, you can't tell me that people be flipping in their chairs to hear that Saint X knocked off Colerain and OT, or just hear their teams what they did. There's one person that wants to see that, then it's worth it. Yeah, you know, it's just the way. There's you've got a so many people, and that's where I have. It's harder to do on, on a Facebook because I'm trying to cover anything and everything. Yeah. So it's, it's a little harder for me to do it. Teams like Fairfield, Milford, whatever, that's where your coverage helps a lot because it makes the page. Yeah, I mean, Doug and Brian, what they do broadcasting these games for the schools and the athletes that don't get the coverage, that's huge. Well, Sinclair's a good example with Jeff Price. Yes. You know, it's one of the best hidden gems in the whole city, not just – with basketball and athletics, baseball's fabulous down there. Just the school in general gets nothing. 
Which so is to be able knitting. to help Jeff, and yeah, I made fun, still do like today, hey, Building defense, a. whatever, and playing the light bulbs at Edison State, and <laughs> but he loved it. But it it gave people wanted to know what was going on down there. You're giving them, you're giving them coverage, and that's what people want. There's somebody that wants to know that, and that's you know if you if the old thing if you help one person or you make one person happy, then you've done a good job. Yeah, I'm trying, but. I'm trying to with my podcast. It's just there's so much to cover and, and so many people with different interests in sports that sooner or later I'm hoping somebody will wake up. And, again, it doesn't have to be me on the radio. It really doesn't. For God's sake, put Andy Furman on up here. Put yourself on up here. Get somebody that will put an effort into it. Yeah. And not tape the last hour of their show or – take no phone calls or talk to some buddy in a basement that doesn't know squat about anything and act like you're the greatest sports talk host in town. No, you're a joke. You're a calamity. You're a laughing stock. I like the word calamity. Well, when you got to keep going on and beating your chest saying I'm the last man standing, no, you're only there because they don't care. Or you're Tim Allen. You just don't care. You know, I'd hate to say I've been on that long and nobody knows who I was yet. That speaks volumes. But that's, you know. Another story for another Well, yeah, I mean, I don't try to try to beat on it, but my God, the people deserve better. Plain and simple. There's a lot of great sports. There's a lot of great people in said sports. And my whole point of the podcast is to get people to recognize that and see that, that, hey, Dayton, Ohio is pretty kick-ass. Well, this area has got so many things to offer athletically. You got the Dragons playoff coming up Wednesday. I'm working yeah, it's that Wednesday. game. B man Alfred me to want me to go with him. He just he wrote me this afternoon, but I got to wash my hair, so I won't be able to. Now, if they give out ten man bobbleheads, I'll be there. They might have uh, gem ones left. I've got one back there somewhere. I think the head fell off of it. Actually, was that <laughs> Roof Man or whatever the hell that thing was? But it was always funny with the local media. You know, people always say, hey, do your imitations of this guy. I didn't do that to make fun of them, really. <laughs> hey, you stay right there. <laughs> I didn't do that to me. You know, they're, no, they're I friends know. of mine. No, I mean, you know? heck, you can make fun of me. Hey, hey buddy, <laughs> I need a winner. People will know who I'm, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Obviously. Wait a minute. I got to catch my breath. <laughs> Actually, I think oh that's me. <laughs> I no. got to catch my breath. <laughs> Help. <laughs> Help. I've, again, you know, we started with Hera Claire and some of the some of the great characters of the show. And I, I've been lucky enough to, you know, meet so many of them, tag them with names. <laughs> Rasslin' Guru, the commissioner, was to live on forever. And I met the commissioner um, when you were doing the coach's talk show with uh, GCSN. Yep. Uh, how's he doing? The most interesting man in Dayton. Um, the, the, the people were so, and still are so much fun, and to be able to meet them, and it was funny doing remotes because, like, you know, you know, you're doing the microphone. You can't just stop and whatever. Yeah. But when you'd see them walk in wherever we were at, it was like magnets. They all, it's like they knew each other, but they had never met. Yeah. And the bonds that they've always created. And that's where 
people have talked about getting a reunion show or just a reunion party together, um, which I would really enjoy. The people like 12, Tammy Lisa's yeah. her given name, or Travco, um, the people that didn't have a chance to be part of the original radio show that are now obviously big parts of the Page family and whatnot, to be able to meet the older, you know, the originals and the ones they talk to every day, that to me would be so much fun. That would be I really cool. think, if, and people have talked about it, but it just never, it's hard to, it's hard to plan it because people have schedules. They have kids playing this, that, and everything else. And, you know, it's just family hard. life gets in the way. It, it's hard. Now, if you did it on a Saturday and said, we'll be here all day so you can come and go, or there's no set time, hey, I got to get there, that might work. Now, if any sports bar, restaurant, whatever wants to step up and go, hey, we'll do it, I'm all, you'll make a lot of money off our people, I can tell you that. I still miss the West Carrollton Frickers. It's the only one it that had the a radio booth. Yep, it was the best. Frickers treated us so well, Jim Manley and all the people there, and, and really a lot of all the places. Bricks treated us well, Paradise Key, um, everywhere we went, tailgaters. There was never there was never a dull. There was never a dull place. There was never a dull um, remote. Um, it was always fascinating. The people would show up early and be there when the lights came on. And it was, they were events. You know, that was fun back then. And that's, again, where the radio stations around here missed that. It's about the people. And you get the people listen to you. Your ratings go up. You we know. hit a lightning bolt. You know, we really hit a lightning bolt where everybody just really jumped on board. And they just don't, there's, it was unique without a doubt. But I'm not the only one that can do that. There are people here that can create that again, and they just have to be given the opportunity, um, and they're not. That's the sad part. They're just not getting that chance, and sports is going to be around forever, and it's not going anywhere. It's just as important as anything else, and like I said, when you see UD do what they do in basketball, the whole city comes together, except Wright State fans, obviously, but Man. they notice it. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a happening thing. Um, it's constantly evolving. It's constantly Well, and Wright changing. State's going to have their day, too. And I think with Scott Nagy, they've got the right guy in place right now if they give him some help. You yeah. know, if they leave him alone, give him some help, unlike what they did with Brad and with Billy, he'll get them to the tournament because it's the right conference for him, for one. Yep. Um, and he's a damn good basketball coach. I mean, this year is going to be a down year for Horizon League since Vapo's out. But then again, Oakland's still have okay. Oakland, uh, UIC, um, if they if they gel together, I mean, you just co- got to give him a chance, yeah. and give him some support. And one day is going to happen where all of a sudden UD fans are going to look up and go, "Oh, they're in a tournament." Okay, they might get spanked the first time around, yeah, but that's not bad progress. Just yeah. leave Nagy alone. Let him do his thing. And we'll see where it goes. Um, get away from the high school atmosphere out there. You've got a gazillion alumni. Give people a reason to come. You know, it'll work. I'd go to more games, but um, I don't have the money for tickets type of thing. Gucci's but I, are available. You're in the I, media. I know. Get all the Bob Noss. Go out there and cover it. you got to cover it for your station anyway. I know, but, uh, you know. Bob will take care of you. I know he will. He's he's my boss at Wright State. It's not so. a bad it's not a bad game to watch. 
Yeah. Um, He's given me opportunities with um, volleyball this weekend and uh, just soccer. Remember, boobs in the net. Brass. I'm going to have to head at boobs. <laughs> boobs are not FCC no, they're friendly. Not. That's what we were told. We can't use. You can't like, use boobs. You can't. Well, use how do you slang call word? Brian Price a good manager? He's a boob. I didn't say he was. See, there you go. I didn't say he was. You I can't didn't... use boob on that. You gotta be kidding. I don't think you can. Oh, it's a word. I'm not. I don't know if I'm gonna. I didn't use or not. bosoms. Bosoms. Yeah, that's a Bo- proper term. <laughs> B o z o m. Edit boobs. But no, this is this is so yeah. much fun being able to relive the old days and. Uh, it was funny because the last one we did, and I, I don't know, maybe you looked at it like some of the people. They thought they got a better insight of me personally than they ever knew. I guess things I really don't remember saying a whole lot. You said a, you said a bunch. I mean, like I said, we were we were on the microphone yeah, for I mean, an hour forty five. Really Open my personal life up to a lot of people, so I don't really remember. I mean, Unless they were talking about my daughter and all that, you did mention that, right? Uh, early maybe in the that's show. what they were talking about. I don't know, um, but it, it's a lot of fun to be able to reach out to the people again, and hopefully more and more of them will start sending questions in. Yeah, um, I mean, I appreciate all of them that listened in the first time round and all the nice comments we got, but I didn't do anything except you know edit. And put the board up. Mark's the star of the podcast on that episode. So, nah. The one, the one. If you want to end on that one, that's up to you. But one of the questions, and you might have more. People have asked what's happened to sports talk in general, whether it be on TV, whether it be on radio. I what's mean, happened to it? Where did it go? You look at Sports Center. This is one of the big things. I consider myself a moderate for anyone that cares, but. Putting politics in sports is like putting oil in water. It's not going to mix well. Well, you try to put whatever that excuse is on ESPN at 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock is the crown jewel of sports casting during the day, and they put two non-sports people trying to be funny and hip and whatever other word you want to use. It ain't working. I mean, I try to be funny on the podcast, but well, there's if, a there's a line of being entertaining and funny, and just trying to be a comic and come up with all these taglines. And the Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith are basically the same person, just on two different networks. They just want to yell, they want to carry on, and maybe once in a blue moon they come across something that's makes sense. It's like the Family Guy reference, like. There's six actors played by Kurt Savage. That's or, it. It's just like it's 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 like that, except you know sports. It's not. It's not about the host. Actually, what if I did that? What if I could be? You get a lot sports. of echoes and crickets. <laughs> but but that'd be cool to think. They just you watch it, and it's hard to even watch for a length of time because it's not sports. It's it's, it's like comedy and. The first, the first word of Sports Center is sports. Keep it as sports and make it, you know, the center where people come in. It's like, here's what happened. Here's what happened. Boom. I want to see the highlights with maybe a little bit of entertainment with it, as far as how you commentated, whatever. But I don't want it to turn into a joke or the political rants or whatever. That's not yeah. sports. People go to sporting events 
to be entertained. Yeah. That's the whole thing. I mean, now I got the other night, what was I watching? Might have been a NASCAR race. That's a NASCAR, by the way. NASCAR. They had a concert before, and I'm like, come on. I didn't go to the race to watch a concert. I don't go see a concert to watch a race. It's, it's just, like the Super Bowl. I don't go watch a football game to watch 45 minutes of a concert. Sorry. I, I, I know why they do it. I'm just not yeah, a big fan of that. I don't agree with it. I mean, if you market it like, hey, look at this thing, non-sports fans. Come watch our product. Well, Super Bowl, you get a lot of people that will turn it on because it's commercials. And women want to watch halftime, whatever, whatever. Yeah. But I get one of the questions I get before I forget it about how many women are on the page and why do you allow them to talk and blah, blah, blah. Women are some of the most knowledgeable got, sports fans you can find. I've got a group. The females on our page and it were on our show including, God rest her soul, Hera Clara, are a group of the smartest female sports knowledgeable people you're going to find. Now, granted, they're not all road scholars at it. You don't have but to be. If you they like, if you have like a clue sports. what they're doing. Yeah. And they're listeners just like everybody else. You know, so to answer the question, I'm very happy I can, if I can get more. They add a different side to things. Mm-hmm. Um, do I want to listen to a female call a football game? No. Do I want to watch three women on a football panel? No. But that doesn't mean they're not knowledgeable and capable of joining in and having a view. Their opinion is no different than anybody else's. I might not agree with it. You might not agree with it. But I put Tammy 12 lease up against anybody as far as knowledge of sports. I put... God, I can go down the list. There, I'll take any of our females on our page and put them up against anybody, and yeah. they're not going to get embarrassed. My girlfriend, uh, not a big with fan. You? She hasn't yeah. kicked you out yet. I know. Jeez, I, I know. Will. Give her time. <laughs> My girlfriend's not a big fan of sports, as some people might know, but the one sport she does follow is hockey. And every time uh, she was with me for the demolition game, she just rattled off, you know, what this is what they should have done type of thing. And I'm like, that's if, why if people I love give you. hockey a chance. Yeah. I think that my daughter loved hockey. Go to high school hockey. I mean, you're not going to see just this big brood of a guy. No, run you'll, in learn the game. you'll learn the game. You'll see the checks. I mean, so what? There's no fights. You're still. Oh my God. Lindsay used to bang on the glass at the, whatever the gyms, bombers, whatever they were at the time. It was quite amusing to watch it. But if people would go watch that, it's basically kickball on ice, a little faster. But that's a sport where people don't go see it, and they don't understand it. So they just kind of go, eh. But if they would go out and watch it, you might be surprised what you see. Just meet some of the hockey fans from around here, and they are some of the most passionate sports fans you'll ever see. Yeah, people have asked that numerous times. Why doesn't hockey survive here? Well... It's not it's not hockey itself. It's well, but in the day before you were even a thought in your father's eye, the gyms were as big then as the dragons are now. But you had a lot more. Uh, this might not come out right, but you had a lot more factories in town. It was NCR more, was here. Yeah. Frigidaire was here. Delco was here. Me. So you had a lot more, and, and it trickles down to bowling, softball leagues. That was kind of the core of their crowd. And, of course, Harab kept falling piece by piece. That didn't help. 
No. It wasn't the safest place in the world. That didn't help. But when the factories took off, the fans took off. So I think it would go again. Now the question is, where do you play? Harris gone. Nutter Center is too big. Yeah, I mean. Um, I don't know what's even left. Hobart, that's too far. Hobart would probably not like the idea of single-A hockey. They tried that for half a season. They tried that a couple times, didn't they? The last time they tried it was 2010, and I was a broadcast intern for the Troy Bruins, and uh, we played the first few months of the season, then after Christmas and New Year's, that was it. Yeah, the problem in those leagues when the teams fold up during the season, it kind of destroys any chance or hope. Yeah. Now, the hockey here in Dayton did have their cult following. Yeah. B-Man, best PA announcer in the game as far as during the games. Yeah. People loved his act up there. So there was a good group of fans, just not enough. Later on during the demolition season, when he took his shirt off to dance, he'd always run down my ends like, why are you running down towards me, B-Man? Go away. Here, Clara absolutely loved that. Absolutely yeah. loved that. B-Man's B-Man's good guy. He's, I'm fortunate I can call him a friend. Um, One day I need to have him on my podcast. Absolutely. There's, there's a lot of people like John, B-Man, yep. Um, I, I, I was like, who's John? Oh, yeah, his first name is actually John. I call him. I always call him John. He just looks at me like, <laughs> you ass. <laughs> hey, John, man. But, What's up? You know, him, Jeff Price is fabulous because of all the stuff, not only on the court, but what he does for those kids in general, taking them to the different trips around the country, Washington, D.C., and so forth. Tony Caruso at UD, the equipment manager for, God, however many years, 35, 36 the stories he can tell you, all the titles, the basketball, so forth. There's a lot of people that you're giving an avenue to to be heard. Even normal fans that would love to be able to talk about the different stuff they go to, different shows, whatever. People want to have a chance to be heard. And, again, that's where the people in this town are missing it badly. There's a lot of people out there. An awful lot that yeah. are really, really anxious to hear about sports. Um so that's where you're giving them a lot of open avenues. And, and again, I know it seems like you're running a 50-yard dash in a 40-yard haul right now, but it will happen eventually. you just got to be able to keep you know, keep punching, Apollo. That's about the best thing I can tell you, just keep punching. Some days it feels like I'm taking a long walk in a short pier to, quote, back yeah, to the future. Yeah, and you got cement shoes on on the way, too. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, you're going to get a call and go, hey – you know, we need a fill-in, and all of a sudden you become a regular at it. I think I told you this uh, before the recording, but uh, one of my broadcasting friends in Cincinnati uh, let me know that one of the schools, which would be Milford, uh, needed a PA announcer. So I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And that was probably one of the best decisions I made in a while. I mean, You get lucky. It, yeah, that, that was pure luck. I mean, the athletic director is like, he was shocked to uh, find out that was my first high school football game and just my second football game I ever PA'd. I broadcasted a and few football PA's games. PA's a world of difference because you're right there and everybody can hear you. Oh, yeah. Uh, the problem was uh, they put up new stands at Milford. They're beautiful. But the problem is the speakers didn't go over there, so it was still on the old home side, which is now the visitors. And I had a couple of uh, opposition fans giving me deaf looks and like, turn it down. Stop being excited for Milford. The score is like 42 to nothing. Like, 
I don't stop getting excited because the score is super high. They're paying high. my bills, so guess what? I'll yeah. yell all I want. Mil- <laughs> I work for Milford. I don't work for you guys, although if you guys do need a PA announcer, I might consider it, except I still don't know where part of Kentucky they're from. Then again, once I cross the river, other than Northern Kentucky, that's about all I know. You're getting good opportunities, and the door will keep opening up. I hope so. Well, I mean, but you got any other questions on that pad? Um, actually, just to show you, um, here's what episode five's plan looked like. That's ideas. Here's that. In episode eight, there that. you go. Yeah, pretty much. It's. Well, I want at least, at least we cut it down under two hours this time. Yeah, we got twenty five minutes. So, hey, I don't care about the time. I'm I here. Just, we can do it anytime you want. You know, we can try to put get some fans involved in it. Let them have their fun. And I mean, eventually we can do a live show. I mean, I could put it on GCSN. People can listen to it, or if we go to a place. You got the connection with Mister Manley at Frickers. Although, I don't know which Frickers is better for podcasting. Any and all of them. I mean, it's, I said, people have been asking to get together again. I mean, um, heck. I mean, that's always, if you do it live, I don't know if they can, well, they could be right there or they could send the questions live, whatever. But, yeah, yeah we can put something together. It'd be great to see everybody again. and That'd be cool. Especially with football now. I mean, i got to wait until my schedule quiets down. But if I really wait until it quiets down, it's next summer. Because we'll, we'll figure for, something out, but because right now it's college soccer, college volleyball, and then when I blink my eye, uh, junior hockey, high school hockey is going to start. That's going to take up all my time, and then it's college baseball and softball, and then dragons, and then it slows down. Yeah, at except least you got wait. stuff to look forward to. Oh yeah, I always got a bright side. Yeah, I mean, pretty much summer is a little bit dry once the Dynamo season's over with, but yeah, but you work- need a little bit of a break. <sighs> I can work 365. Well, not quite, but I could work. You know, you said sports don't take a day yeah, off. Day, now you get into wrestling. Now you got something. I do need to learn more about wrestling, and one day I hope to catch a live. Uh, you have live, to see it to believe it. Yeah, because pay-per-view's okay. Watching it with a couple friends, no, but it's live. Because you see everything. Hmm, you see everything there. What was that? pay-per-view that i saw it's been years ago but it was seamus and i was ruined on seamus because he's about as white as i am yeah he used to come <laughs> in the studio all the time yeah he uh he's allergic to sunshine apparently <laughs> i mean i've been out in the sun but it's it doesn't it, it doesn't working. like me yeah oh we haven't talked about racing yet i know that NASCAR. was some, nascar um it's not when jeff gordon jeffy gordon jeffy. when he retired it took a lot of the fun for me away, and I still watch it. I don't have a driver I root for like I did. Yeah. Um, where I get, I guess, lose interest in it is they can run all day long, and sooner or later they're going to wreck, and it's going to come down to a green-white checker. Uh, that drives me nuts. You run and run and run, and then one of your, quote, teammates wrecks, throws a water bottle out the window, Yep. and you end up with a sprint after a six-hour race. I have a lot of trouble with that. Plus, I don't – there's nobody – Tony Stewart would have probably been next in line. For me, now watching it is rooting against Denica, the demolition expert, <laughs> Kyle Busch, Logano. If I could be – Stan Logano. If I'd be a professional driver, all I would do is just turn around and just race that way. Or go backward. Yeah. There's just – I mean – There's nobody that 
gets you know, Dale Jr. I like as a person, but ever since he got married, that career went in a tank. Yeah, he can't even finish a race. I know. So, it's... NASCAR is huge. It's, it, I think it's losing interest. You see a lot of empty seats. They oversaturated it for one thing. Tried to spread it out everywhere, and it just it's still a southern sport. I I like Watkins Glen's track. Because Bristol, it's not Darlington. It's not, I hate uh, road courses. I love no. road courses. No, I mean, there's, I want to see, you know, a good race. I want beer. I want Pat Blue Ribbon, not wine, with my NASCAR. Yeah, and that's kind of what it's turned into. More of a, I don't know, snooty, snobby sport instead of Red Man and Blue Pop. You know, not like as the, many good fights. These guys don't look like. You know, nayish cars, they look like models. You know. I can I can see that. It's you know, it's they're trying to what market it, used it. To be. it. They're trying to market it a different well, yeah, they're direction. They're trying to get a different and, crowd and it's yeah. not it's not working. Nah. I used to love NASCAR when I was a kid. That I mentioned last time I was here, I wasn't a sports fan until about high school. But up until Dale Earnhardt died, senior died, um yeah, I used to watch it every Sunday with my dad. That hurt Obviously hurt the, the crowds, the sports. Yeah. Dale Jr. has probably not gotten near enough credit for saving the sport at that point for everything he had to go through after that. Um, a lot of weight on his shoulders to keep the sport relevant. Um, I mean, and this he's is, done a great job. This is the last year of Junior, right? Um, that's what he says. But he's also hinted about coming back and whatever, kind of like Jeffy did. Yeah. But he... He did save the sport after his dad, you know, was killed. Um, they put a lot of pressure on that kid, and I hope he goes out healthy. I hope so, too. But getting married ever since that day, he's not come close to winning a race. Well, uh, actually, one of my favorite computer games back then was NASCAR Heat. And when my dad finally bought the uh the not demo version, the full version. That's what I would just do. Just turn around. It's like, ooh, this is fun. It's, it's a lot of fun. Why doesn't everyone sport. do this? I've been to one race live, and it's another one of those things you've got to go once to believe it. You see it live, it's a lot better. Oh, my God. The crowds are unreal. It still amazes me. They wave at a driver going 200 miles an hour as he goes by. Hey, I think I saw you that time. <laughs> but the heat that comes off the cars as they pass you, it's... the – the sounds are identical to what you hear on TV. Um, the fans, as I said, are just as friendly. They'll give you one of their beers. I mean, there's no – it's not like a football crowd where you want to punch each other. Yeah, yeah, they've got their favorite drivers and all that, but there's not that animosity, hatred like a football game. It was an experience. It was really fun. Um, but it's one of those things you really have to see to believe. The sounds of the cars, the shininess of the cars, they come around till they get in a wreck. But it was it was an experience I was glad I got to see, um, and I would recommend it. You know, now I want to go see a pro tennis match. I've never seen one in person. Um, an NHL hockey game, the difference in that college and, and high school is just phenomenal. Yeah. Um, but things that people, if you've got a bucket list, a, a pro golf match. Obviously, TV is different than in person. Because you talk um, like this, and then it lulls you to sleep. If you but see just it live, to, but you don't just have to, to hear go, this voice. see the ball go off a tee, looks like a missile taking off. Just hear the noise of the. <laughs> yeah, it's just you have to see them in person, and then all of a sudden you get a different perspective of them and go, "Wow, 
You don't see that on TV. Exactly. But there's again, sports is just why why they don't get the attention anymore around here. I don't know, but it it, it is a shame they're missing it. I can tell you that. Here with Mark Schlemmer, as we're wrapping up hour number two here. Uh, Mark, again, thank you for your time for episode eight. And like I mentioned, you know, in a couple weeks. Send them in, people. Send questions in after you hear it. You can uh, send them to Mark. You can send them to me. You can send them to the uh, podcast page, The Gem of the Queen's Crown. I'll read them. And if I'm smart, I'll write them down in my book. So I have them instead of going back on my phone and having to write them again. And I still can't believe that episode eight, I didn't write anything down. That's all right. We covered two hours. Yeah, exactly. And that gives you material for the next time. Exactly. I still don't know what I'm doing next week yet. <laughs> That's all right. We're ready. I Anytime. Mean, uh, Mark, let's uh, let's close it out. We'll finish up uh, hour number two. We got 15 minutes. Um, what do you want to talk about? Uh, whatever you whatever you got written down. That's it. it. Well, the problem is I don't have anything written down. That's all right. The uh, last time people. Said it went long and it kept them had them had trouble listening to the whole thing because of car work and ever so that's good we can yeah. end it right now. I mean, okay, uh, Mark, uh, thank you for your time again. It's been a pleasure. It's been a lot of fun and hopefully we got uh, between you and I uh, all the questions answered by the fans. Um, it's you want to ask a question again? Uh, find Mark on Facebook, Mark Schlemmer. Uh, find me on Facebook. Lee W. Mowen, Twitter, the Lee W. Mowen, and Facebook page, The Gem on the Queen's Crown. You can submit questions there. And go ahead and follow those social media accounts. You still need a Twitter account, Mark, because no there's, cool, there's some cool things on that Twitter machine. I have, I have a full day and night on Facebook page. Follow the Bluebird. Follow the Bluebird to social greatness or something. Way, I don't know. way busy already. You need an Instagram account. Take pictures of your food. No, <laughs> um, no, no, a, no. A Snapchat account to snap things with. No you know, chance. I forget I have Snapchat half the time, but, you know. Uh, final words, Mark? No, just thanks for, thanks again for letting me come on, and I hope everybody enjoys it. Um, please feel free to get on my Facebook page. Join the Fage family. It's kind of like the show, only on Facebook. Um, it is fun, without a doubt. So hopefully we can do it again, and maybe one day we'll get a party together and get to see everybody in person. And and I just want to say thank you, you know, not only to you, but for everybody that's listening to this and on the page, but when you listen to this, please hit like on Lee's page and put your comments in the in the comment section. What do you think? Yeah, I criticism or you know reviews. Give me a shout. I I appreciate it. So that will wrap up episode eight, return of the Schlem, and go ahead and listen to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and tune in. I always feel like I'm forgetting, like, one service or the other for uh, listening to podcasts, and I'm sorry if I do forget one, but you can also listen to my webpage, leewmallon.com, and also on the host page, jimcitysports.com. Episode 8, that's it.